Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, Megan Siemens, to talk about turning 30 and getting out of your comfort zone. Megan is 28, based in Florida, and she's an international life coach and human design guide who supports her clients to get out of their comfort zones and into an extraordinary life. Megan supports women to create wildly successful businesses in a way that feels really good. Welcome to the studio, Megan. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. And I think that we need to tell everyone listening that the way that we know each other is that you are actually my coach. Yes. I was thinking about this before we hopped on and I was thinking about like our first conversation and I literally can remember like where I was sitting, what we were chatting about. I always feel like whenever you can remember like those details, it's going to be someone that you're connected with for a while, you know? Oh my God. I love that. I also remember where I was sitting because we had the call really quickly. I remember like it was very much like we jumped on a call together and I was like, it was at night, quite late in my time and I was eating a burger. (laughs) with some friends and then I was like oh sorry I'm just gonna take this uh this call and then just like kind of like run off down the road and people were like all around me and I'm there like hi Megan will you coach me (laughs) that is like commitment to getting out of your comfort zone you all like she was like I'm in it let's do it let's make it happen right now (laughs) exactly I was like it doesn't matter if I have a burger in my mouth like I'm getting a new life coach and that's happening (laughs) Amazing. So Megan was my coach and we actually met through the Biker Academy, which is the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, which is where we both certified. And I thought that it would be an amazing idea to invite Megan to talk to us all today about turning 30 and getting out of our comfort zones, because that's basically her her target audience and like what she specializes in with her coaching. Plus, she's also 28, so she's really coming up, you're really coming up to that time of basically like turning 30, it's a really transitional time. And in addition to that, you've obviously also worked with lots of individuals who I'm sure have experienced some of those, you know, turning 30 and comfort zone connected Mm -hmm. issues, Is, is that right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's like a huge milestone, I suppose, which is so funny to me because it's just another birthday right so how do you feel about turning 30 I literally feel so indifferent I don't know if I would have felt like this before I did all the work that I've done like all Mm -hmm. the inner work uh but it feels just like another birthday which is amazing because really that's what it is and that's the irony of my my turning 30 brand is that it's the turning 30 coach but really my whole ethos is that you know you don't have to have achieved anything specifically by 30 the whole thing is that you should just feel good about being the age that you are and being where you where you are which obviously you do yeah a hundred percent I mean I love your mission in general which we've talked about before but I just think I watch people start things when they're 40 and when they're 50 and like what is the big deal with this 30 milestone but yeah I've certainly worked with people like right around that time and just reframing those stories that they're navigating so I think in coaching and we're obviously both life coaches so we're really like involved in the industry but we use the word comfort zones a lot Mm. but I think that some of my listeners probably obviously they know what a comfort zone is but they don't necessarily know about how we refer to it in coaching and what it means so would it be possible for you to explain what is a comfort zone um, and you know what it means to be stuck inside one? Yeah. I love that you've asked this question because I think 
even if you're not in the coaching space, you hear those quotes like, just get out of your comfort zone, just feel the fear and do it anyway. And to me, a comfort zone is so much more than just like making one move. That's that makes you nervous. Like to me, that's not breaking a comfort zone. The actual definition that I personally give comfort zones is that it's a repetition of thoughts that have fed by fear that have built a safety net for you. So it's literally a thought pattern that you've programmed into your subconscious that just plays on autopilot. So to me, a comfort zone is so much more than just like making one move and being like, right, cool, I broke my comfort zone, now what? To me, getting out of your comfort zone is shedding those labels that you've put on yourself, stepping out of those stories that you've said you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be, and living life fully for you. Absolutely love that. And I really want to draw on that distinction as well that you said, because I think it's so true as there's a lot of noise about, you know, live outside your comfort zone and get outside. But people do that on the action level. So they quit the job Mm -hmm. or they get out of the relationship or they book the holiday or whatever it might be. And they do the action, but then their brains like don't catch up and they're still stuck Mm -hmm. in the story or the limiting belief or whatever it is. So I really like the fact that you made that distinction that for you and obviously the work that you do, that a comfort zone is actually a thought pattern and not just Mm -hmm. an action step. Yes, I love that you made that distinction specifically because I think I see one of two things when people do just do the action side. They either make this giant comfort zone leap and then they're like, holy shit, what did I just do? And they're just like, so thrown off that they then just go right back into comfort, like probably dig even further into comfort because they've shocked themselves so hard. Or the other thing they do is they jump out of their comfort zone and they're just doing it blindly. They're going, 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 going. And then all of a sudden they hit burnout and they're like, wait, what happened? Because either way, like you're living in your comfort zone or you're jumping out of your comfort zone mindlessly. Either way, you're living without being fully aware, right? Yeah. So neither pattern is going to work out for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's really interesting that when you, when you put it that way. Uh, And I think what I did want to ask before we really delve into practical tips about comfort zones. And I do also want to also share some of my experience of comfort zones and work I've done with clients. But before we even go there, I'd love for you to share a bit about your story. So how you got out your comfort zone and broke free from these thought patterns. And I guess what would be really interesting is to understand the results that this has created. So how this shows up in the way that you live your life now. Yeah. So I was thinking loads about my story last night, probably because I knew I was getting on this podcast (laughs) as we do as humans, right? We like start getting in our mind about it. And I was thinking about like all the like amazing stories that I hear from people just like listening to podcasts, listening to, to stories like this. And I feel like what I was thinking last night is I didn't really have that like one awakening moment because I had dug myself so far into my comfort zone. And I basically put this like bubble around me of just like, for me, the stories that I was carrying was like, I'm not good enough to have the career I want. I'm not, I'm never going to travel like I want to. And just all these stories that had just accumulated over me just kind of like sleepwalking through life. And so I found myself like making my way through university. I had changed my major seven times because I was so like, like I would start it and then I would be like, uh, I don't, I don't think I'm smart enough to finish that. Or I would start it and then I would be like, oh, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to hire me in this job. So I changed my major seven times because I was so far in my comfort zone of like, what's just going to be the easiest thing that gets me through like 
I don't want anyone to notice me. I don't want to take any classes that like make me uncomfortable. I once left a public speaking class on the first day because they asked us to introduce ourselves. I like walked out. This is how far I was in my comfort zone. Because you were so nervous to speak out loud, to speak in public. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that. For me, public speaking is like the ultimate going outside of a comfort zone, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I, which is like insane to think about back to that time of just like leaving a class because I was so nervous because since then I've literally spoken on stages to like uh audience of hundreds and thousands and I'm like who was that girl that like left (laughs) the class like I'm I feel like a different human but basically I was making my way through university I was you know changing the majors and then finally one day I don't know what it was but it just like all clicked and I was just like what's happening (laughs) I felt like I was like outside of my life looking in. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was having a conversation with one of my friends and she was talking about moving to like California or something, just a different state. And I was like, yeah, I would totally love to do that. Or maybe even another country like after college. And she was like, yeah, but people from here don't really do that. And I remember having that conversation. I remember consciously being like, yeah, you're right. People don't really do that from here. But then I remember in the back of my mind being like, but why? And I feel like that's the first time I really just started questioning, like, why am I actually doing these things that I'm doing? Why am I actually letting myself get so nervous? Why am I letting myself choose what is below expected of me, quote unquote? Mm -hmm. And once I started leaning into those questions, I started leaning more into like, well, what would be fun? What would be joyful? And yeah, it's led me to, to hear, to, like I said, speaking on stage, owning a business, traveling the world, like so many incredible things have been opened up. It's really amazing. And I, I love the story that the friend said to you, people don't do that. Because I think that that's a really important connection between comfort zones and what society says you should do. Really, yeah. like, I think in, if I can break down Turning 30 Coaching and my program, it's really unlearning what you're supposed to do. And that obviously played yeah. a lot in my story because uh, I've spoken about it before in previous episodes, but I grew up in a community where you were supposed to go to a certain university and you were supposed to get good grades and you were supposed to then become a lawyer or an accountant or a banker or whatever it would be. Yeah. And then um, you were supposed to settle down you know, in your mid to late 20s, all of these things. And sometimes we don't really make that distinction of it being our comfort zone. And it's become our, it starts off as everyone else's comfort zones, maybe our parents' comfort zones, maybe our our colleagues, our teachers, whoever. And then it actually eventually becomes ours. And it becomes so ingrained in us that we don't even realize that it's there. And it just takes maybe like a moment of clarity, like this exact example of when your friend said to you, oh, people around here don't do this. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, it like kind of happened to me as well and led me to obviously leaving law and questioning all of these things. So I really like that part of the story. I think that it really, it really resonates with, with my getting out of my yeah. comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. It is. We just like take on everyone else's stories. We take on all the external world and then we get just confused on who we are. And that was, I feel like what I just started questioning, like, well, what do I really want? I never asked myself that. It was always like, what do people expect of me? And then let me do like a bar lower than that. So that like, I don't want to be seen. And then it was like, what am I, you know, what does society want from me? What are my friends doing? And then there was also this whole, like everything from my past, letting all of that run the show too. I mean, there's so much. And 
we just forget like, oh, we actually have control of our own reality. Yeah. There's so much at play, just like you said, all of those different factors that we actually forget that we're the ones who can like take the wheel and go in the driving yeah. seat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just like wake up in adulthood one day and people are like, here you go, figure it out. Have fun. And you're like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, actually though it's like you finish you know you graduate university and then it's like here you go go and live and no one's actually taught you any real life skills and you're like oh god what yeah. next right and you've had people telling you all the way up until that point like go here do this go to school get good grades excel in what you look good at on paper and you've mm-hmm. had people telling you your whole life what to do and then all of a sudden you're like wait I can drive this thing like what <laughs> <laughs> but you you were relatively young when this happened so yeah. I guess you know if I can say I started to question and have all these, I guess, moments of getting out of my comfort zone started in my mid to late 20s, I would say. Mm. I moved country when I was 27. At the same time, I, I left my career in law. And, you know, I think from the age of 20 to 25, I was on a complete autopilot deep within my comfort zone. But for you, you already started getting out of it very, very young. What do you think it was that you know, enabled you to have that foresight? Or do you think it was just by chance that it happened? I think it was a couple of things. I think on a spiritual level, I've always felt like an old soul. Like I've always just felt a little bit ahead on that spiritual side. And then actually in my physical world as well, like I always, when I reflect on up until I was like 18 years old, I feel like I've lived like 20 lifetimes already. I had just been through a lot of different things, a lot of trauma up until I was like 18. And so (laughs) when I hit 18, all these people were telling me like, you're an adult now, like figure this stuff out. And I was like, okay. So I feel like in a way, while I was still like naive and I felt internally very much like a child on the external, people are like, be an adult, figure things out. So I had this like weird balance I was navigating. And I think just both of those things kind of led me to an earlier awakening, if you will. Yeah, because that's what it is really, an awakening. And it's like, a, I guess, kind of a bit of a cheesy word to use that we do use in coaching, but it's that moment or those moments of clarity when you realize this is what I want to do, whether it's just in work or in, for me, mainly with the relationship with myself. Um, so yeah, I think that it's interesting that you said that it was like the internal pulling with the ex, like the external were conflicting. And then obviously that all came together at some point. Yeah. It was after college, right? Sorry, co- university college. I never know what to <laughs> say because of the whole American British thing. So we'll be diverse for the, for the listeners. That's so funny because I literally was about to say college earlier. And then I was like, oh, wait, I know you probably have a big UK audience. Also university. <laughs> university. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, for me, it was really coming into my last, my quote unquote, last year of college, I did like the whole five year college plan. So like my last year of college was when I started questioning just like, what's next? Like, what is this going to look like? And people started saying like, you need to go find your entry level career and make sure it's a secure and stable one that you can like find good advancement in. And I was like, hold on. I I have all these other things that I want to do in life that are so beyond my career. Is that really what life's all about? Like, do I have to just work until I die? Is that how this is going to work? And I think that I just really started questioning why that story had to be true. Because I had all these dreams of like traveling and like trying all these new fun hobbies. And I wanted the space to do all of that. 
so that's when I asked you before, like, how does this yeah. show up now in your life? What yeah. are the results? I know what they are because obviously you've been my coach, but maybe you can share some of the great things you've done over the past few years. I know traveling has been put a bit on hold because of COVID, obviously, but yeah. I think it was really great for you to share the life that you live now based on your like morals and getting out yep. of your comfort zone as a way of life. Yeah, for sure. So as far as my morals and my principle, I think the one thing I decided to do like when I was making all these decisions post-university was I'm going to design my life around my joy. I'm not going to design my life around my work. So I'm going to like let my joy lead first and then everything else can fall into place. So yeah, since then, I obviously started my own business, which was super out of my comfort zone because I come from a family of two librarians. It's like the farthest thing possible from entrepreneurship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they are so supportive and my parents are incredible humans, but it is very far from entrepreneurship. So it was a big, big leap for me. And then I also love to travel, like you were saying, and I've done um, three like one way ticket trips where we've just put like all our stuff in storage and hopefully that's coming soon in 2021. If the world fingers, opens fingers crossed, fingers yeah. crossed for everyone who wants to get back on the plane. <laughs> yeah. So I think travel in itself was a huge comfort zone in many ways for me. One, because I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life in Lexington, Kentucky, which is, I don't know, it's like a big city, small town feel in the U.S. Uh, so to me, like going to see the world, I had never even left the U.S. So that was a comfort zone within itself. Experiencing new cultures was a comfort zone break in itself. All of the trials and tribulations that come with travel, like you and I were talking about before we hopped on this recording, is a comfort zone break itself. And then for me also, I actually had like a debilitating fear of flying. So that was breaking a comfort zone as well. <laughs> yeah. Me too. We're like, you can't see the video, but I'm like, didn't know this about my but I'm pointing to myself. I also have a very very big fear of flying which actually over the years is, has really improved as I've got onto a plane so many times and it's so ironic because even though I've had from quite a young age like a I wouldn't say it's a huge fear it's just I really dislike flying I really feel very uncomfortable when I get on a plane and for some reason I, I've have a job had a job for three years where I had to travel almost once a month and I used to just laugh at myself like how am I a person that has to travel once a month for work sometimes really long flights mm -hmm. within a few days at a time and I just hate flying and I think that it was almost like the irony of the fact that I basically I'm addicted to getting out of my <laughs> out of my comfort zone um but yeah like fear of flying is a big one for me it does become quite an addiction getting out of your comfort zone once you start I feel like you can't look away if you're if you're doing it in a way that feels really good you can't look away from what that brings you yeah, and that's why I w that you actually took away the next question I was going to ask, which was going to be, is getting out of your comfort zone addictive? Because for me, it, it almost is. Yeah, so I think that there's a healthy and unhealthy side to that addiction. I think people can fall into that like kind of adrenaline rush comfort zone chase, which I don't necessarily think that's unhealthy, but I think it depends on what your motivation is behind it, right? And like I said at the beginning, like just because you're skydiving or windsurfing or whatever doesn't mean you're really breaking all the comfort zones that need to be broken for you. And so for me, like, yes, it is addictive, but in like the best ways, because I'm constantly looking at what's the story that's running the show? What's the motivation behind it for me? 
okay, am I feeling like I'm settling into this season too hard? What do I need to do to kind of shake that up a little? What could mix up this routine? Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I wanted to ask as well, so you obviously work with clients, usually women, right, who mm-hmm. who want to get out of their comfort zone because they want mm-hmm. to create confidence. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel, what do you think is the link between comfort zone and and building confidence well it's the polar opposite right (laughs) it's the polar opposite because our comfort zone does tell us like stay quiet just like stay low-key do what everyone expects of you Uh, I think that and our comfort zone in its essence like I think I probably should have said this at the beginning our comfort zone isn't a bad thing like it's a part of us and we're we're gonna have fear for the rest of our life it's gonna be there and that's why I always say like your comfort zone it doesn't go away you just learn how to work with it because you can just build a new comfort zone in a new season I can't tell you how many times I've been living this life that I love and then recognize like oh shoot I've totally been like, you know, quote unquote, playing small or like living in a little bit of comfort. How can I shake this up? So yeah, your comfort zone is the polar opposite of confidence because it tells you like, what are the stories you're supposed to be living? What are the stories you should be living? But at the same time, I think your comfort zone can give you a huge hint to like, here's where you're meant to build confidence, you know? I know, but can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? (laughs) I know because we've spoken about this before, but I would love you to be able to share in more detail what you mean. Yeah. So to me, like fear and excitement can be a switch away, right? So if you're living in a fear state, let's say you have that really high anxiety, the, the, the nerves that are like bubbling up. Well, you might just be on the brink of something super extraordinary, right? And excitement's just a switch away, but you have to lean into that discomfort a little bit to get into the confidence. I think so many people are like, I have to have the confidence first and then I'll do it. But the reality is you do it and then the confidence comes. I'm going to share something that I don't know if how you're going to feel about it, but we were both a little nervous before we hit record on this podcast. We were. <laughs> cool. Okay. I'm like, I'm going for it. I'm going right on it. it. Say the so truth. We were, we were both a little nervous before we hit record. Like for me, like my heart rate was a little high, like I don't know, maybe my hands were a little shaky. You you just get nervous whenever you do something new and you're putting yourself out there, right? But if I was like, uh, hey, Emma, I think I'm too nervous. Like, I don't don't think I'm going to do this. Like, then you wouldn't be able to sit here and listen to this and potentially break your comfort zone. And then the impact wouldn't ripple on from there. So I could give into that comfort or I could say, you know what, let's go. And now my heart rate feels totally normal. I don't feel shaky. I feel... Like I'm in my confidence. It's just a shift away, right? Just a shift away. And I love the idea that it's a ripple effect because we were just speaking before we got on the call and I said that it's ironic because I've been doing this podcast now. This is like my eighth episode, ninth episode that I've recorded and it's like, I still get nervous before. (laughs) And for me, this podcast itself, its existence was me getting out of my comfort zone. I actually really have a fear, had a fear, I'm going to say past tense, of hearing my own voice on a playback for a really long time and you know when you're a coach and obviously I run my business mostly on Instagram and doing workshops and lives and now the podcast there's no escaping it I have to watch myself speaking hear myself play it back I have to walk with my airpods in and listen to you know each podcast episode before it gets released to make sure everything you know there's no mistakes and even that is like getting out of my comfort zone every time it happens but I love the ripple effect because 
I've invited guests such as you and other guests, especially guests that actually aren't even in this industry who never ever ever speak into a microphone or ever get recorded and they're also really nervous before and then they do the thing they get out of their comfort zone and then what does it do it builds up their confidence and then they start to have their own back you stop playing small you get you start playing big and that's it and it's like a cycle after that you just keep keep flowing around the comfort zone confidence cycle until it snowballs right right yeah and I think that's the thing I think like if you take away one thing it's like don't let your comfort paralyze you. Like just lean into what would the first step look like? So this is a great, yeah. So this is a great start for the next part of the episode that I want Mm. to really give the listeners really practical tips and Mm. just want to give a little bit of, of backstory that as a coach as well, I don't specifically coach my, you know, my niche or my branding isn't about comfort zones, but I actually think I find it, the thing that my Mm. turning 30 clients want to focus on yeah usually it's about confidence which is about getting out of your comfort zone right and I think that there is definitely and you can maybe even expand on this a little bit but there is a connection about the turning 30 mentality and the want and the need to get out of a comfort zone and I say 100% of the clients that I've worked with have come to me because their big birthday has brought up the fact that they've been playing small and they're in a job that isn't fulfilling for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're living a life that doesn't feel intentional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think most people listening will resonate with this. I, I even posted it on my uh, Instagram and um, that I was recording a podcast and I did a couple of uh, options and so many people voted for comfort zones because I really think that it's just so, so, so important. So... Firstly, it would be great if you can elaborate about the connection between turning 30 and that I know that you mentioned you've worked with a client before. Mm-hmm. And then let's start to really give uh, the listeners some tips of where to start if just right now you're listening to this and you're ready to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think the connection for me is I think sometimes when you are forced to look at a contrast, so like... I don't like where I'm at or how did I get here versus like, it's all good. I'm fine. I'm so busy and life is just, you know, going great. When you're forced to look at those contrasts of like, oh, I am about to hit this milestone. I think you just start to question things like, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? And you start to look at both sides of it really you kind of get an aspect of clarity or clarity or like we talked about earlier, you start to have an awakening to just what does this really mean for me? And where do I want to take this chapter next? And once you start those questions, I feel like once you start a flow of questions, you just can't stop because you start to open it up more and more and more. And that's the power of coaching within itself, right? You just get, once you get those questions and you start questioning things, you can't help but look at oh, well, why am I doing this? (laughs) Let's change that. It's Pandora's box, really. And then once you get to that level of self-awareness, all of a sudden you can't turn it off. You can't just be like, oh, I'm now asking myself all the questions. And people do, they try. They try so hard to turn it off, but it always comes back. Your brain, you can't quiet that, your brain. Right, it's just going to keep buzzing. And it's, I mean, your intuition is never going to stop nudging you towards what you want. Like you can keep trying to shut it down, keep trying to shut it down. And it's, 
those moments that you're just like having a quick sip of coffee in between, all of a sudden it's going to whisper it back up. Like, remember when you thought you wanted to try this? It's going to whisper it back up. It's not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, that's what happened to me. And it still happens to me. I think whenever I go into the mode, you know, and it does happen even though I did find the career that I like and I did, mm-hmm. um, you know, move country and I do travel and all of these things, it still comes around. And yeah. then, like you said, you can just be, for me, usually I'm like having a shower or that's where usually I'm most, my thoughts are most productive or walking the dog and then it will just come like, my thoughts come back around and it's like, yeah, okay, like ready to make a change, do something bigger for sure. Right. That is like, this might be going down a whole other path, but that is like the one thing that I want to shift in like the self-help personal development industry of like your goal isn't to like master these skills and have them perfect and just be like a genius at all of the awareness and all the different things because we're all human and like our fear voices aren't going to go away. Those thought patterns aren't going to go away. And as much as like, like I do the work every day, I do the journaling, I do the meditations, I do like the deep inner work that it takes to continuously break my comfort zone. Those thoughts still come up because I have a brain and because that's how our brains work as humans, right? They just, they feed you those stories and you can choose to buy into that. Or you can choose to open Pandora's box and start leaning into like, well, what does that really mean, right? Yeah, and I would love to ask you, what do you think are the main reasons that when people have these questions, they try to close the box or they try to avoid the questions? Yeah, fear, 100%. I think if I had to narrow down some like top fears, I would say fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm because we are not taught to lean into uncertainty, even though it's a whole other half of life. I mean, look at, we're in 2020 right now. Like, look at where we all are. Like, no one could have predicted this, right? So I'd say fear of the unknown. Um, I would say fear of, like, rejection. Fear that if you do make these moves, you're going to lose people. Uh, And then I would just say the other thing is just those shoulds. I think that's just, like, a huge part of your comfort zone of what I should be doing, who I'm supposed to be. The expectations, which yeah. can come, obviously, the shoulds are also, they're not just from your partner or your parents or your mm-hmm. colleagues, they're also from yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And so you start to open that box and, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't know, I have this really great dream of I don't, professionally basket weaving or whatever, <laughs> just <laughs> trying to pick something real out there. Uh, and then you're like, and then you're like, oh, but you know, I'm, I'm really supposed to be a teacher. Like I spent so much time in school getting the degree and like, I would probably disappoint my friends and family if I like changed this path, especially my family. Cause they were so supportive during my like schooling. And then you, you just start to close it further and further and further and you push it down, push it down, push it down. Right. But I think that's just what we were talking about earlier. Those nudges, those inner nudges, like whether it's professional basket weaving <laughs> or scuba diving or traveling the world or like whatever it is like they're not going to go away and like pushing them down is kind of like pushing a beach ball underwater like you can push it down and you can hold it but it's going to keep trying to pop up and eventually it's going to like burst through yeah yeah I always I speak about that a lot in my in my coaching about Mm -hmm. the the beach bubble thing that you know eventually it is going to come back um but I have to say I agree with you that fear 
is obviously yeah. the thing that keeps us out of our comfort zone. But I wanted to also add that um, based on my experience with my clients, mm-hmm. the thing that I think holds people back is fear of what other people think of them. Oh, yeah. That, that for me is like, I know that's probably linked to also fear of rejection. Yeah. But that is what I see again and again and again. And it's like, but what will people say if I do basket weaving? What will people <laughs> say if I fly during Corona? You know, I'm just yeah. g- giving examples, but it's always such a breakthrough moment when I have a client who really understands that they're only having that thought, which is creating the fear, based on judging themselves. And we never actually know what anyone else is going to think. You know, we can just yeah. presume from their behavior and from what they've said, but we never actually truly know because we're never going to get inside somebody else's brain. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I think that it's really, you know, that's a really, really big one about comfort zones is that people are just so afraid of other people's judgments. Yeah, 100%. I always say people are way too busy thinking about themselves to spend a lot of time thinking about you. And of course, you'll always have those people that make a comment and they tend to come out of the woodwork, like right when you make that big comfort zone move, right? (laughs) Someone has to make the comment. Uh, And you're always going to have that. But are you going to trade what you really want in life for that one comment that maybe takes up five minutes of your life? Yeah, that's a great, it's a great question. Really powerful question to ask somebody. Yeah, I think that's. Are we, are we going to go into tools? Yes, let's go cool. into, <laughs> let's start talking about practical steps. So I've come along I and I want to know from you, I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone. The questions are coming back and I can't ignore anymore. I really feel like I'm ready to make some big changes. Where should I start? Mm-hmm. So I want to pull from what we were just talking about so I don't lose that thought. Mm-hmm. of you have to make the fear of like never even trying to go for what you want bigger than any comfort zone, right? So what's yeah. the one thing you want? And what if you like made it to the end of your days and you're like, wow, I never even gave that a shot. How would that feel? Because to me, like the fear of that, when I could get clear on that of like, if I never even gave this a try, that fear felt like, dramatically bigger than, oh, what if so-and-so says this? Or what if so-and-so thinks that? So I would say that, and I think a great place to start for there, for that is to actually get clear on what you want. Because like we were talking about circling it back to the very beginning, we are living by so many stories that aren't ours. So getting clear on what do you actually want? What do you want your life to look like? And maybe that starts with one dream, but what if you just open that door? What could that then bring? So I think but that's a good place to start. Yeah. It's a great place to start. I'm going to be really contentious. So mm-hmm. how how can I know that? But if I'm living my I've lived all of my 20s yeah. not knowing what I really want because I've been living inside yeah. this bubble of my comfort zone. And yeah. now they're starting to ask myself questions like, I know I'm not happy. I know I'm not fulfilled. Something doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. I really want to make a change, but I genuinely don't know what that change looks like because mm-hmm. I'm stuck in this dead end job and, you know, I don't even know where to start. Can you actually mm-hmm. recommend something that I should do? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel that because I changed my major seven times and I literally got out of university and I was like, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to do the interviews. Like, cool. And then it was kind of like I had a moment of my comfort zone being like, what are you doing? Like, where are you even going to begin? You don't know what you want. You don't know what you like. That's why you just spent the last five years like stumbling around trying to get some kind of degree. Like, what are you even doing? And if you had asked me like what I enjoyed doing for fun back then, I would have been like, I don't know, like study, maybe hang out with friends. Like I didn't have like a passion. And so if you are feeling like that, if you're feeling like, well, I don't even know what I like, I don't even know what I enjoy, what's something you could try? And it could just be so random. And I think that within itself is getting out of your comfort zone. So like, maybe go take an art class, go take an acting class. Um, I mean, just something so random and just start experimenting in things until you start to come back to what you really like doing, until you start to come back to what you really enjoy, but let yourself just like play and have fun. Like, what could you do that was just so random? Maybe you've always wanted to try it. And maybe it doesn't mean anything. Like, stop attaching meaning to it. Like, I think that's the other thing. We get, like, ahead. We get to, like, chapter 40. So, like, when I, you know, chose this move, I was like, okay, well, where do I want to be in 20 years? And it doesn't have to be that. It can be, where do I want to be right now? What do I want to try tomorrow? So what's one thing that you could just try without any meaning attached to it. That's amazing. Yeah, that question, just to repeat that for everyone, like, what do I want to try right now? So for any of you who are really struggling with those next steps, I hope that that question, if you even want to stop the podcast now to answer it, I feel like it could just be a game changer. Yeah. And don't let your comfort zone run that question. That's the thing, right? So start to learn those inner voices. Start to learn... What does it feel like when comfort's talking to me or fear? Because usually fear's pretty loud (laughs) and pretty like, hey, excuse me, what are you doing? What's up? It's like fear has the megaphone. And usually intuition is a little more subtle. Just like, hey, remember this thing you wanted to try? And for me, and I think everyone's intuition is different and I think everyone's inner voices feel different, but on a very just kind of broad level, I think fear is very loud and intuition is very quiet. But start to learn what those feel like. Start to learn what they feel like in your body. Start to learn what it feels like when you get that nudge. Yeah, it's a quiet nudge, but do you actually feel like something light up within you? Do you actually feel like a physical change? Like sometimes one of my favorite things to do with clients is we'll be talking through a fear story and I'll notice like what their body's doing. Their shoulders are usually like more slumped in. They're probably like sitting, um, like slouching over. They're probably talking a little more quiet with like no inflection in their voice. And then when we bring it to like, well, what would light you up? What would you try? All of a sudden, once they start to get in it, their shoulders go up, they're sitting straighter. They're talking with more inflection and energy and you can actually see physical shifts. So start to pay attention to those. Yeah, that's another really, really helpful tip. And I really love what you just said about the fear being in the megaphone and the intuition, um, which for me is intuition is the difference of making a decision out of fear and the decision of making a difference out of love for yourself. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. that's where I make that um, distinction. And I think that we were speaking about this earlier in the podcast that you have to really start somewhere and people think that you have to start by building the confidence where really you have to start by getting out of the comfort zone and it's like once you start to dull that voice once you start to 
take fear away from the megaphone and speak to the intuition and let the intuition have a louder voice, that's really the key. Because it's like once the voice is a little bit loud, then you recognise its voice and then the next time it will be even louder and then the next time after that, even louder. And it really all is linked to just getting to know yourself and really to understand what's good for you, what's not good for you and just being in an alignment with yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, if you're still like, I still don't know what to do. Like, I still don't know what to try. Like find someone to talk to about it. Find someone that pulls those uh, questions out of you. Find someone that will ask you the hard things that will ask you the things like, well, why are you living like that? And not accept the answer of, I don't know. Yeah. Get a coach basically. (laughs) We are good for that. We we have a, a skill in asking questions. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I wanted to ask, and I don't, I don't know if you'll remember or even if we did coaching that much around this topic because I didn't come to you with a comfort zone issue necessarily. Mm-hmm. But do you remember from when you were my coach, mm-hmm. coaching me around comfort zones or anything? Like, was there any? Is there anything that you remember about myself, probably in relation to my business? I'm guessing that or maybe something else I'm not sure but I mean for the sake of being really vulnerable I want to ask you did you see a shift with me getting out of my comfort zone when we worked together yeah I'm actually remembering a really specific call where we spent quite a lot of time working on um fear of the unknown one of the fears that I brought up earlier because I remember giving you the exercise that was like a massive light bulb for you around um what good happened in the unknown for you Because oftentimes we think of the unknown as this big, scary place. And we're like, oh my gosh, what could happen? I have no control over that. But then we forget like some of our most magic moments in life happen because of the unknown. Those just like really like spontaneous, like you couldn't have planned it even if you tried moments. Most of those happen in the unknown as well. So I remember doing almost a whole session on fear of the unknown. I'm trying to think of where it came from. And I'm only remembering the other side of it where you were like, ah, oh, light bulb. Like, yeah, here's all the good things that happened in the unknown. Do you remember anything around that story? I remember that one of the goals that we set together mm-hmm. was that I wanted to trust more. That even though I don't know how things are going to pan out, yep. that I would yep. trust my instinct, like my intuition more. Yep. So that's what I, that's the kind of light bulb that's now flashing yep. for me in my head. I remember we did a lot of work around that, of being... Yep very much able to have my own back with any decision that I made so I do remember that but and I also I do remember this conversation but I'm not 100% sure what it was about I'm thinking maybe it was about relationship but I can't actually remember I can remember I literally I I once again remember where I was sitting I remember (laughs) I was in Scotland my favorite place on earth Um, I remember talking to you about it And it could have potentially been around making this leap into your coaching business and just that unknown of like, what's that going to look like when I'm not following that story of the corporate job, right? And what will other people think of that? Yes. Now I remember. So for the past few years, I have been flicking between, I flicked between having a stable full-time income mm-hmm. in an in, in a job and um being self-employed uh, full-time coach and it's like I've moved in between them and yes I definitely remember now and yeah you know for me that is a huge comfort zone uh what's the word 
breaker. Is that a word? Is that the way you would say it? A comfort zone. It's me getting out of my comfort zone, not having the stability of a um, a monthly salary, to be honest, yeah. because that's how I, I was really brought up with that mentality that, yeah. you know, funnily enough, both of my parents are actually self-employed, but <laughs> I, funny. you know, which is when, you know, which is weird, but I think I took it on myself that, you know, it was kind of the, the, the contrast between being the corporate lawyer, which is the path that I chose, and then yeah. the free, the free spirited life coach. And it's like, I still was like flicking between the two when we were doing our coaching together. And definitely, probably with your help and guidance, I really understood who I am and what I want and chosen what my intuition wants, which is to be a full time coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, amazing. Thank you for remembering that and for bringing it yeah. up like bit of goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so cool, right? And then those things, they feel like lifetime ago when you start to make those shifts you like and you let go of those stories you let go of those labels and you step into like who you were what I think is who you were always meant to become uh those shifts I feel like always feel like wow like was that really was I really living in that like I love I think those are the coolest moments to to look back on and reflect on I have a question can I put you on the spot with a question yeah you're allowed to ask me a question okay (laughs) I have my own theories on this, but as you were talking through that, I want to know what your thoughts are, especially since you do work with comfort zones as well. Um, Do you think that sometimes you have to step back into that comfort zone to recognize what it is you really want? Yes, I really do. And I only know that from experience. I think that there's never a linear path. I speak about that a lot you know, with any work that you do mm. with your own yourself, um, is that it's, you never just know, you never really ever make a decision and then it's just like straight on up from there. And people have this false sense of belief that life should be that way. And it's just really not how it is or how things ever pan out. And if that has happened for you, amazing, well done. <laughs> it's never happened for me or any of my friends, family or clients. Um, So yeah, because it's not linear, I always talk about like you take a step to the side, you take a step back, you do a twirl around and then you end up in the same spot. But it doesn't really matter. It's like you learn from all the experiences. So I think I'm really bringing this back to me and what we were speaking about in my career story is that I needed to like fully experience one to then know the other and then the grass is always greener, right? So you always think that you want the other thing and then you still think that. So when I was coaching the first time and it hadn't worked out the way, the linear success that I had planned for, I then thought, oh, okay, I must go back and try again the other way. And then as soon as I got back there, my intuition was like screaming louder than ever that this wasn't right. And then that's how I knew to go back the other way. And I think that maybe like I said, there's going to be times also when the questions will come up and I don't think it's necessarily like, that's it, click, enlightenment, you know, know the answer now. So mm-hmm. I love that question. And to flip it back around, I know from our conversations that you also had something or have something similar, the same thing of not always 100% being, yeah. you know, completely certain of, um, you know, your situation with also your business and everything like all of us and so I think that it's just a really important practical piece of advice for anybody listening that if you jump out of your comfort zone and then all of a sudden get pulled back in the other direction like that's completely okay like we're all doing it yeah 
Yes, I love the the path isn't linear. Um, just I love that just in general, and I think it brings it all the way back to just when we were talking about, you know, there's no destination to get to. The self help world I feel like makes us feel like there's this destination to get to, and we're gonna be enlightened and awakened, and everything's <laughs> gonna be unicorns and rainbows. But the reality is, you will have those moments where I, which I'm glad you agree. This is what I believe as well. You will have those moments where you step back into comfort and I think those moments are just as important to recognize what you really do want 100% and I want to leave the episode on that note because I think it's a really amazing piece of advice and I want to thank you so so much and I I really would like you to just uh, give the listeners some information about where they can find you and find out more information about you and all the amazing work that you're doing yeah, so you can find me pretty much anywhere with my name, Megan Siemens. Uh, so website, Instagram, Facebook, all under my name. And I have a free hidden comfort zones training. So I don't know if we can link that or it's pretty easy to find on all the places as well. You can grab that too. And then we didn't talk about it today, but I also do human design work, which is um, basically just a tool I use to get you back to what I called earlier of who you were always meant to become. And it's really just and a tool to have in your toolkit. Which we'll talk about in another podcast episode probably because I really want to learn more about human design. It's something that we actually spoke about a couple of weeks ago and I said, I really need to know more about this. So what a perfect excuse to jump on another podcast, get our heart rates up, out of the comfort zones again and start talking about a whole other area that you know you you are an expert in. Um, So yeah, will you come back and record that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is a whole like rabbit hole to go down. So it definitely will have to have its own episode. (laughs) Amazing. So we'll do that soon. But thank you again so, so much. As always, it's been a huge pleasure. And uh, thank you for uh, all of the listeners. And if you enjoy the podcast and you liked it, um, please um, share it and subscribe and rate it. And as always, you can find me at uh, Turning30Coach on Instagram. And I will see you next week.